0: Today is Friday, June 23rd. The title for our devotional is Jesus, Ruler of Creation. Yesterday we ended with the New Testament writers picking up on Jesus as the ultimate human and how he therefore fulfills the creation mandate and shares his authority over creation with God's people in the new creation. Today let's look at some of the other expressions of Jesus' authority over creation in the New Testament. John opens his gospel with the profound declaration that Jesus is of the nature of God, yet distinct in his personhood from the Father. Because of this, he is with the Father in the beginning and the agent of creation. John 1, 1 1-3, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Paul in Colossians 1 echoes that same idea and extends it specifically to even spiritual beings. Colossians 1 15-20 The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Just as creation declares the glory of the Father, so it declares the glory of the Son, as he is the agent of creation. Therefore, he has the supremacy over all creation. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. This supremacy over creation is what Paul means when he says the firstborn over all creation as well. Because of his great position of power and supremacy over creation, his sacrificial atoning death on the cross is sufficient to reconcile to himself all of rebellious creation. In Christ then, God is restoring heaven and earth to its rightful order, removing the effects of the curse. This will involve both elevating his people to their proper place as ruling creation, and the defeat of evil spiritual beings and evil humans who have not surrendered to the lordship of Jesus. As New Testament scholar F.F. Bruce has said on this piece that Christ has brought us, it may be, quote, freely accepted or compulsorily imposed. Regardless, Christ is bringing peace. Therefore, this verse doesn't point to the universal salvation, but to Christ's ultimate victory, even over his enemies. Therefore, when we see the good, the beautiful, the magnificent in creation, we can worship God as he is the creator and sustainer of it all. When we witness something that is out of order with God's proper ordering of the world that is results of the curse, things like death, chaos, destruction, we can worship in hope, knowing that in Christ, God is reconciling all of creation to himself and will one day fully restore his original order to the world in the new creation. Because of Jesus, we can declare, like Paul, that through him he is reconciling all things to himself and making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Therefore, we can have hope. reflection time today, creation of course isn't all beauty, goodness, and majesty. It has been subjected to the curse as well. When we see news of hurricanes, tornadoes, wildfires, storms at sea, etc., Even in those we can worship in the hope that Christ is reconciling all of creation back to God. So think of some sad stories that you've heard recently about creation being subjected to the curse. Even in the midst of those tragedies and chaos, worship God in the hope that he will one day make all things new.